Mr. Pop. <laughs> You are listening to KAOP AM 1045. This is Accents on Purpose, a weekly radio show that brings you stories from Seattle, the Pacific Northwest, and beyond. This is the first episode of Season 6. For the past several months, I've just been playing some records, but we are going to get back to doing interviews. The first of which I'm delighted to say is with Clark. This is Clark's return visit on the show. If you want to listen to his previous appearance when he was a member of Miss Cummings, check out Season 3, Episode 7. If you don't have time to do that, let me just say that since moving here from Reno, Nevada, Clark has become a fixture of the Seattle music scene, booking shows, playing tambourine in Dream Decay, being a tour manager for several bands, and as the vocalist, bassist, and only constant member of the band Clarko. Now, I have his phone number here on a post note somewhere. Let me, let me find out where that is. Hold on. Well, thank you for answering the phone, Clark. Um, I've already get done an introduction to you. So, uh, so why don't you tell me about what Folks for Folks is? So uh, Folks for Folks is a organization. I guess it's actually just folks. They did Folks for Folks um, as a, like an Instagram handle. And I just oh. Kind of and slapped it on the band camp. Uh, but it is an organization. I guess it's a mutual aid group uh, that provides uh, clothing, health care, and food through an annual event they do called Warm for Winter. And uh, Warm for Winter is like, the idea of it is it's like a free pop-up shop for uh, people living out on the street. Uh, And I think a a really big uh, part of the puzzle on that is that they are giving people aid, but they also want to give people choices of what they can get. So like all, there's like clothing racks and people are able to just like, go through and get something that really um, works for them. And how did you get uh, connected to this organization? Uh, My partner, Angela Engbrecht, uh, is one of the founders, or she was one of the first people to start it, I think. She did, was like, kind of led the charge on it when it first happened. So she kind of roped me in uh, when we started dating. Oh, very nice. And then, so tell us about the compilation. Uh, so every year I, I tell her I'm going to book a show for it (laughs) and then my ambitions, uh, outweigh what I can actually do or who I can actually get. So can I just say that that is somewhat surprising because you book a lot of successful shows. I mean, I would just say that, you know, back in normal times, I would say most people would recognize you as the guy at the show handing out flyers for another show. Yeah, I, 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 I'm okay at booking shows sometimes. I have really high standards, I guess. Oh, okay. When I booked shows in Reno, I was like, you know, I could really do stuff. But, you know, I'm always trying to get like, like uh, a higher level Seattle band or something like that. And I end up usually failing. Um, but I got lucky this year. <laughs> uh, and I was able to just do a comp. Yes. 
so I, I, the comp is a, uh, it's a really easier, it's an easier way to get those big names because they don't have to come to town. Okay, well, yeah, so let's, 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 let's just go through some of those big names. Uh, we're just going to do it uh, right as they appear. Uh, so tell us a little bit about the band, either what they sound like or your connection to them. So Shannon and the Clams. Yeah, Shannon and the Clams. I tour managed for Shannon and the Clams uh, for many years. Uh, I, I was actually supposed to go on a tour in April with them. Um, but, you know, I just, for some reason, decided not to. <laughs> and, and, uh, so I, they're, they're close personal friends and uh you know they just were like this is the easiest get just like hey will you do it and then they uh went and recorded that paul mccartney wings cover let, uh, uh, let me roll uh let me roll it yep let me roll it uh mm -hmm. which is like feels a little uh like fortuitous or like personal to me because like probably in the last I guess it's year and a half now. It feels like before the pandemic, you're like, before pandemic was like six months ago, you know? Yeah. It's just become like one of my favorite bands. So it was really fun to, uh, to, it felt like it like kind of matched up in my life. Like they were almost inside your head and they, they knew what you wanted. Yeah. I was like, I want you to do a, a Wings cover. The, <laughs> the, my, Angela has been singing it since they sent it to us. So like... I've been hearing it around the house outside of the actual track for like two or three weeks now, which is nice. If, if you, if you were going to make a wings cover band, what would the, the name be? What would be like the, the, you know, the plan word, what, what would it be? Oh God. Uh, I, I would just do something dumb like wings plus or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Snoke. I, so I don't like this trend of adding plus, like, like it's all the streaming services because just when you're reading something, I don't know. It's kind of like bands who want their names to be all lowercase letters or like bands that have punctuation in your name. Cause sometimes you're reading it and you're like, wait, that sentence doesn't make sense. You're like, Oh, that's cause there's an exclamation point at the end of the band name. Now, okay. Now I get that. It, yeah. It would be like, uh, it'd be like a Disney themed wing <laughs> band. Oh, no, quite. Uh, th 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 that was that was goofy calling uh, like copyright infringement uh, <laughs> yeah. by like you know performing a a Disney themed Wings cover band without the explicit authorization of the Disney Corporation. Okay, uh, so OCs. Uh, yeah, so I've been a thorn in John Dwyer's side uh, for probably about ten or eleven years now. Uh, every time I see him, I'm either asking him to go play a show in Reno. <laughs> or, uh, or like pestering him for to let me tour manage him. Uh, so I've kind of kept that up. Every once in a while, I would see him on the road too and, and chat with him. So uh, I just sent him an email, and he he had some tracks that didn't uh, that didn't make it on Panther Rotate, and he very very kindly sent me three, and I got to pick one, and they were all really cool. But I think the one I got was like it was like the most can sounding one. So that was why. Yeah. I so were you allowed to choose whether or not it was OCs, the OCs, uh, OC? Like, were you allowed to pick the... I, yeah, I was very explicit that I wanted OCs. Okay, yes. I'm not, I don't like the OCs. Uh, I don't like OCS. Have you ever gone into a record store and found the OCs filed under T? Because that, uh, that annoys me. I've seen it. It's annoying. I, I haven't seen that, but I don't like that either because that's, that's an article. You know? It's an article. Lee Tigre should be under T. 
Let's, you know, let's, let's, let's do this, people. Okay, okay, casual hacks. Casual hacks. Oh, one thing I do want to say yep. about the OC's track, I love how it um, follows up to the Clams track. Okay. Like, something about the sonicness of it is, like, very cool to me. Um, and actually, now that I'm looking at it, I see that the song uh, title, Persuaders Up Experiment, the, the up has an exclamation point. So going back to what I was saying about, uh, it's fine, it's a song title. Anyways, Casual Hex, let's do this, like a product. Uh, casual Hex is probably one of my favorite local Seattle bands. Uh, they're like the nicest people and the coolest music. It's a rare situation where the music is as cool as the people. Um, so I was like, I just like to include them whenever I can. So is it, is it, does this track have Anthony playing drums? It, I don't think it does. Okay, I was going to say, because that would be a debut of him. I think Erica put it on Instagram that it was, I don't remember the name of the person that played drums, so I will have to apologize to them. Um, but I know they recorded it. They were playing drums with, they didn't record it, sorry. They wrote it with uh, Fiona, who was in, she was in um, uh, Scott Yowder band. Yeah. Okay, so I just, I thought, okay, because he, uh, Anthony, I think was, I think Anthony was the last in-person guest I had before the pandemic. Uh, but anyways, all right, emergency contact, closing in. Emergency contact, uh, I, I like emergency contact a lot. Uh, and it's the same thing where I, Clarko has played a show with them and they were super, super nice. Uh, they feel like uh, egg punk siblings to Clarko. So I just was like, it's a it's a fun band. They were incredibly sweet about being on the comp. I Great. like uh, Molly accidentally sent me a text that she was sending to the other person in the band. I think it was Joel, and it was like, "Look how awesome this is! I'm so excited!" Which is like, yeah, best thing in the world to accidentally get. You know, it feels it's, it's yeah. It's, instead of like, oh, should we do this or not? I don't give a shit. Yeah. You you two decide. Yeah, it was like. It was like over and over again, you know, I was like, oh, I'm tired. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to send that to you. And I was like, so cool to get like a genuine little peek behind the, the curtains to see people excited about it. it it's, it's almost like the, uh, WikiLeaks released all their texts. Yeah. Okay. Gla <laughs> Glass Boys, keep looking. Yeah. Glass Boys was like one of the first we got, uh, like just another cool punk band that feels really community based. Um, what was I, their old name? Didn't they weren't they like a band? They were they were Soft Boys. That's what I okay, I knew. Okay, yeah, pretty prominent seventies punk band. Yes. <laughs> uh, problems when you try to Google the band that you that you know you you saw this opening band and you're pretty sure you caught the name and you started googling them and you're like that's not it. All right, fuck this, I'm done. Another feather I would love to put in the kind of Glass Boys camps cap is uh if you ever get to see uh Amzea or rachel do any kind of like cover bands for halloween it is always the best i think they do whole every year um and it it might rip harder than whole does uh i i'm i i would probably agree knowing the people in the band i would i would probably agree with that they did they did rocky erickson the last time oh i remember okay now i remember that i saw that one i did see i didn't see the whole i haven't seen them do whole but i saw rocky erickson that one was like uh, a big compliment to them on that yeah i thought that was that, that was good all right gen pop concentrate oh concrete sorry look at that 
Uh, I Gem Pop's like one of my favorite bands in the Northwest. So I was, I, I really wanted to get them to do it. I just, I love Gen Pop. But yeah, their seven inch is great. Uh, and they're, they're fantastic live. I, I absolutely love them. They were, they were like kind of one of the only bands that I let do a song that's kind of already out. Like it was a demo. Yeah. I, my big thing was to try and get like exclusive or like unreleased songs. No, that's but important. I, yeah. I like them so much that I just was like, that sounds different enough. Yeah. Gauzy, Together Forever. What's going yeah. on with that? Together Forever. So they were a last minute edition, actually. Um, we released it and TV hit me up uh, to get the song on. And uh, I, it was really important to me to be like, yeah, if somebody wants it, like, I, you know, the idea is just to get more eyes on it. Yeah. I was like, I wish I asked him in advance, but I just didn't. Uh, it's a good thing that uh, he doesn't give you like a karaoke track. <laughs> uh, you know, not too long ago, I, I, there's a, I know where he lives and there's like a park by his house and me and uh, Daniel actually were drinking in the park and then all of a sudden uh, TV started having a, a karaoke party and it was really weird to just be like sitting in a park during the pandemic, six feet apart, and hearing, you know, karaoke songs of David Bowie songs. Looking up and seeing like weird, distant virtual karaoke. When, <laughs> was, that, was that a threat at the beginning of that story? You know where he lives? Uh, no, and actually the only reason I know where he lives is because Daniel lives by him. And I was like, and I said, who the fuck is having a karaoke party right now? <laughs> and he's like, oh, that's TV's house. So that's like a funny rivet in the pandemic of like if people like i remember fourth of july walking around and hearing like big gatherings and you're like like who's doing that right yeah, now? i know i know like i like i have a pretty big porch and so we could be six feet apart and even then i feel like God, should i be like i feel bad having people over because i know that some people are fucking like living in studio apartments and can't do shit We'll have like fires every once in a while. Oh yeah, you have yeah, that's right. You have that nice backyard. Yeah, you have a huge backyard. You could fucking you could have like five people over. I'm, I'm living in Ritzville over here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so okay, uh, song number eight, Clarko, Angel from Montgomery. You're Clarko. C Clarko is my favorite band in Seattle. <laughs> I had to have I had to I had to have myself on there. Um, I started uh, doing this after John passed away uh i don't know why i was just you know it's like yeah at home and seemed like a good time to try and cover it um so is it completely just you on it yeah yeah that is it's all me on there uh and it's it's kind of a funny track because it's like probably the most vulnerable piece of music i've ever released uh it it can like meander into cringy for some people uh i don't know if it's i wouldn't say cringy but it's one of the things that comps should be like comps and like movie soundtracks that's when artists should be able to be like you know what fuck it i'm gonna do something a little different it's not like part of my regular catalog i'm gonna like step out um so okay so now then then it brings us to the last track more gain compilation time saver so uh that's morgan travis and he uh very kindly mastered the whole thing for free uh 
And he decided that he just wanted to, you know, uh, throw everybody out there listening a bone. If they don't have very much time, they can just listen to all of the music at once. Uh, which I think it's great. Uh, you know, done it like not, it's kind of like people who listen to podcasts at like, you know, 1.75 speed, you know, like they're like, I just got to yeah. get it done. I got to get it done. And it's like, uh, you know, it also was like an extra track for somebody who hadn't listened to it yet. So it seemed like they were getting more for their money too. Yeah. Like the sneaky thought in the back of my head. Uh, yes. Uh, nine is definitely a better number than eight. Uh, so now uh, this is coming out Monday morning, early Monday morning. What's going on next week, next so, Sunday? Uh, Warm for Winter is happening uh, Sunday at the Ballard Library, we believe. Um, so yeah, we, we finally are going to be able to, we've been connect, collecting uh, tens of clothes donations. Uh, Angela and I's house is like a, um, just like tons and tons of organized boxes of, of clothing. Right, wait, so let me, let me ask you this. Did anyone donate any like Seattle band t-shirts? Like, are there any? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I know okay. there was like a few band t-shirts. I don't, <laughs> I haven't seen any Seattle one yet. And I can't even remember. I remember one was like a Thrasher t-shirt. <laughs> um, the, the t-shirts are a little bit hard too though sometimes because they're not really like a warm piece. Of That's true. That's very true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if anybody wants to donate, you can also uh, go to, uh, you can go to the folks for folks Instagram and contest us through that. And Angela has actually just been picking up donations. Uh, we also have donation boxes all over town and you can find that info on the folks for folks. And, and you get, you go to folks, folks, uh, website, you can just donate cash. You can buy this compilation for 10 bucks. I did it. And that money goes to folks for folks. All, all of the money goes to folks except for the, the Bandcamp fee and the PayPal fee. Yep. Uh, sadly, we weren't able to hit it on a Bandcamp Friday. Um, but yeah, I think an, another thing I would like to say about folks is it is, uh, as much as it helps people out on the street selfishly, I feel like it's opened my eyes a lot too. Uh, and given me a lot of uh, really, really nice experiences with uh, probably a population that a lot of us don't interact with or always treat the best yeah uh, and i mean i like i mean i like the idea too if i explained it like people can go in and like pick out the stuff they want instead of just being like all right you get this you know you get this here you go like and it's like you know it gives people a little bit more agency in choosing what they wear it, it truly is it feels like transformational for everybody involved like being able to see somebody be like you know like can I grab this and this? And you're like, yeah. And then like see them brighten up from that. Yeah. Kind of. um, or, you know, sometimes it like kind of explores some of the harshness of living out there where, you know, years past one, one person wanted something that presented really masculine because he was afraid of how it would, you know, present to other people. Um, you know, so it's yeah. like an interesting, you know, grounding moment for all that stuff too. And people need help. Oh yeah, especially now. Um, so one uh, last, uh, if we can make it a little less serious, if you could book a post-pandemic, uh, everyone has the vaccine show in Seattle, what three bands would you book? Um, oh man. 
I mean, I Clarko first of all because I yeah. just want to play music. Understandable. So that one's a that one's a given. Um, and it's so hard. I mean, honestly, it would probably be. Uh, I always want to play with Dream Decay because they're really good. Well, for well, well, you know, literally because you play the tambourine. I mean, <laughs> I play the tambourine with them, and then I, you know, it's kind of a tie between Gem Pop and Casual Hex for me. Well, then they'll just have to play at the same time. Uh, yeah. There you go. Another, uh, <laughs> another band that I've really wanted to play with that's a little bit different than Clarko too is uh, Dead Bars. Oh yeah, I. I love his songwriting because it's it's pretty bizarre. Uh, no, that, that their yeah their last record was uh, was uh, fantastic. Um, well, very good. Uh, well, thank you, Clark. Um, uh, hope everyone will go uh, don't uh, download the compilation, pay for it, uh, make some donations to folks for folks, and uh, thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you very much. Oh, and one thing on the comp too is uh, I think after the event or after the the money is recouped i we're gonna take it off oh awesome so do it now yeah do it now or it's gonna be lost forever that's yeah uh, only on i like my that i i love things that don't last forever uh very good uh well great well thank you for your time uh and uh you know good luck that is my interview with clark please go to Bandcamp, search out folks for folks uh, download the comp, pay the $10, get it before it disappears. And that's it for this week's of Accents on Purpose. I will talk to you next week. And just remember one thing. And we sing. Life is shit. Life is shit. I was distracted looking at her anyways the whole time I was talking to try and get her not to bark. Well, I was, I was going to say, before you start, I was going to say, like, maybe I could take her, like, the sound of her barking and then use those to cover up, like, swear words and stuff. But, <laughs> um...